everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Illuminating the Stories That Bind Us. In this series, psychotherapist Jennifer H. Carey interviews and helps applicants illuminate a story that is binding them. We can all heal, learn, and grow from listening to how the beliefs and stories that we create can consciously and subconsciously run our lives, binding us and holding us back. Jennifer H. Carey also collaborates with Mick and Tess Pulver from Breakthrough Performance Workshop. At the end of each podcast, Mick and Tess prescribe a song for the participant to help them transform beyond the limiting story that they are telling themselves. Together, let's listen and shine light so we can break through and step forward into our unlimited potential. The voices and stories of these podcasts are true but names and other identifying information are removed to protect the privacy and confidentiality of the participants. This is another special episode of Illuminating the Stories That Bind Us. In this episode, we interview Denise Carey, author of A Little Book of Extraordinary Love by an Ordinary Person, 12 Tips to Lead Us All into a More Loving World. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 23 of Illuminating the Stories That Bind Us. Today's guest is an author of a book that everyone in the world could use right now. At a time when everyone seems more divisive and hateful than ever, we could all use a book that gives us tips on how to create a loving world, beginning with us and then taking it to every event and person we encounter. The title of the book is A Little Book of Extraordinary Love by an Ordinary Person, 12 Tips to Lead Us All into a More Loving World. And the author and today's guest is Denise Carey. Yes, you heard that right, Denise Carey. (laughs) And I am so honored to have a cousin who wrote a book filled with such positivity and easy, relatable tips that you can put into practice immediately. Thank you so much for that introduction. And it is such a thrill to be on this call. Um, it's, it, I just want to say it's very interesting that... Um, this is about stories, and I had to say yes to you because of a story that I was I was raised with, and that you take the challenge and move ahead with it no matter what. Mm. Um, so here I am uh, using an, a story that is illuminating me in the process because in getting ready for this call, I learned so much about the stories I tell myself and that we all we all go through. So I have to thank you for giving me this opportunity. Mm. To, uh, to, to have the challenge, I guess. At 71, doing a, my first podcast, it's kind of exciting. So oh. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for saying yes. And thank you for sharing that because that is my hope. My hope is that when we all take a pause um, to illuminate our stories, it makes us more self-aware. And then, of course, everyone shares um, on mm-hmm. these stories. We're not alone with them. And so uh, I love these opportunities for people to hear other people be honest about them. And I'm so grateful it's already started to help you. Thank you. Thank you. 
So I really think that this episode can help not only bring to light some of the stories and beliefs that that you've known and experienced, but also use some of the tips that you have in your book or even outside of your book, because I know you have a ton of wisdom and we can use those tips to help break through some of these limiting stories. So I would love though, before we get into that, if you could begin by telling us what inspired you to write and publish your book. Well, thank you for that. And I think you picked the right word. It was inspired. I had tried to write three other books. I knew there was a book in me somewhere. Uh, one was called The Joy of Joy. Um, mm. The other one was 51 Minutes in First Class, Living Joyfully. If I can do it, you can do it. And honestly, I did create ride, Going Home First Class, uh, which was very exciting for me. It was a very short ride, obviously. but um, uh, And then I started a book, which was funny because I married into a family of golfers that uh, golf, the only mistress you can't compete with. But, <laughs> but the first two, I would start to write them, and they were so uh, didactic. And, and I was like, do this, do that, do this. And then magically, I, I, had, I had lost my job, and so I kind of was forced into retirement. I was led to my computer, and this book came out. Mm. And I, if I went to write on purpose, um, I couldn't do it. And I reread the book, of course, for, for this call, and I said to my husband, I, I didn't write this book. I can't believe it. these words are, it, it, it astounded me. And I'm trying to be as humble as I can. But in truth, I, I it just came to me. It was um, magical. That's the only word I can, I can say. I can't explain it. And I, as I said, when I just read it last night, I'm like, because it's only 87 pages. Um, I just was astounded that I said these things and put them in on paper. So um, I, I thank anybody if they do try to look it up on Amazon um, because I am donating. I always make a donation when people buy my book to another cause, but um, I would give it away if, if, uh, if um, Amazon would let me because I didn't really write it. So <laughs> it just happened, I guess. So that's the best way I can I can explain it, which I can't explain. So. Yes, yeah, no, but I believe I I am a firm believe in the the channeled writing, and <laughs> and it just sounds like you. Well, it sounds like you've had a few books in you, oh, and yeah. um, and then this one was just ready to come out, and when time and space opened in your life, it did. It did. That that's true. That is yeah. true. Yeah. And we are all fortunate for it. Um, yeah. So I know that when we had our pre-interview, you started to share. You, st you had at least a few stories that you felt like could relate um, to this mission of helping others illuminate the stories that are binding them. Um, but I know that you also mentioned that since our pre-interview, you've had, you've been awoken in the middle of the night um, with even more. So I am just going to turn it to you and whatever feels like the stories to bring. And I trust we will, we will go where we need to. All right. I love that. I love that. Um, again, one of my own stories is spontaneity. I just, I just think being able to be in a moment is, is way more fun. Mm -hmm. I, I 
want to say what's so exciting is your word illuminating because if we take our awareness and we listen to ourselves every story can be an illumination and a transcendence you know mm-hmm. so uh, we can uh, get beyond our domestication so to speak you know that was put into our brain as babies and subconsciously too uh mm-hmm. one that that um kind of encapsulates this illumination, I guess, was my story around money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, always, uh, in fact, I told my husband one afternoon, and when these words came out of my mouth, I was like surprised. I said, I could never have enough money. No matter how much we had in the bank or in our IRA, I always felt insecure and frightened, mm-hmm. which made no logical sense, right? Which I think might be a clue to the stories that are no longer serving us. If mm-hmm. we can understand that it's not logical and it's not our reality, we can learn to let go of the stories that are not serving us. But in a way, they always serve us, you know, because we grow. Mm-hmm. Well, one day I was visiting my neighbor who really lived in fear and lack. I mean, she was a hoarder, uh, which, it, 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 you know, was proof that she needed a lot around her to, to give mm-hmm. her strength and security. I was crossing the street and I swear I stopped in the middle. Luckily, I live in the country. I stopped <laughs> in the middle and said, wait a minute, my fear around money is not mine. It's the fights that I heard my parents having over money. And of course they were, my parents would be over a hundred by now. So they were raised in a very, very poor, you know, through the depression. My parents didn't go on a honeymoon. They had a hot dog. Mm-hmm. They went to Pony Island. I mean, you know, my mother was going to, to, to school and all they had was oatmeal to eat. And one day she wouldn't even eat it. She was so tired of it. So mm-hmm. uh, they really, they lived in very, really poor circumstances. And I, and I, I looked and I, I said to myself, I've always had enough. I might not have been wealthy, but I always had enough and that the stories were not mine. Mm-hmm. And in do, preparing for this, I realized that all my grief really disappeared with that. It was more than a ha moment. It was an illuminating moment because we just took out, and I'm 71, as I told you, a $20,000 loan to do things around the house, a new kitchen, two new bathrooms, uh, to redo bathrooms. And I'm not afraid having that new payment because we don't have a mortgage payment. You know, I was, and and I don't even think about it anymore. So Mm -hmm. my point is, is if we can get a grip on the fears that we have, at least those stories, and understand that they are not ours, we can move forward in more grace and, and ease. And um, that was giant. That was just a giant one for me. And um, again, just doing this this podcast made me think that um, um, using my mom and dad's story is that they did even in their 40s and 50s, they did new things all the time. They learned to water ski. My mom learned to drive. My dad started a business. My mom in her 60s took yoga and 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 went to the gym, even though we didn't go to the gym like we do now. Um, you know, we, they were like our tights and, you know, jewelry. But uh, but uh, just the whole, the whole thing in my head is you never stop learning and going forward. And that's a positive story. So again, that's, you know, a, a real good one. And I think um, we have to give credit to the positive ones 
grow with the non-positive ones and understand that there's some that serve us and don't serve us at the same time. And and again, I in getting ready for this, I realized that um, I was raised in a family, the, the uh, un- underlying current was you must be fit and thin. Mm. Right. My dad was a gym teacher. My sister was a dance teacher, and my mom was an RN. So you healthy and 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 as I said, my mom went to the gym when it wasn't even you know fashionable to do like it is now. Um, and the good part is I'm still exercising and I'm I'm not overweight. The bad part is is I've never enjoyed a meal because. <sighs> Until like the last two months, I've I've just filled my cupboard with with healthier foods. But then I don't feel guilt, you know. I tell mm. my husband, they're free, but I still have a little bit of of that in me. But um, so it served me well in a way that I I'm, I I've stayed healthy and fit. But that stress, I, I met with my girlfriends I hadn't seen in thirty years. And it was 50 years we've been, I've known them or more. And um, I, I said that to them while we were having lunch. I said, I've never had a meal that I've enjoyed. And that hit me that, I mean, that was a, whoa, I said it out loud, you know. Yeah. Um, it was just interesting that that's a, a, good, a good story that I was raised with unconsciously, mind you. I didn't get, get it uh, so consciously until I was in high school that mm-hmm. my son and I uh, said I had fat thighs and I weighed 106 pounds. So that was a conscious thing. So Yes, yeah. Wow. You bring up such good points because, you know, the money thing, we, we've had a podcast on that before and it was very interesting to see that our stories around money usually um, are fossilized around the age 10. Um, which sounds similar to your story, right? Because you got it yep. from your parents growing up during the depression and... Mm-hmm you know, can only be changed if we're aware of them and things like that. But I, we haven't had a podcast yet until this moment. Thank you around food. And, um, what's, so thank you for being so honest about that, because that is another thing that we project a lot of energy around and, and to think that this is something that has gone in the way of you being able to enjoy a meal and, the benefits that you have been able to stay healthy and fit, but then the the drawbacks of that story that you haven't had the pleasure until just recently. So thank you yeah. for admitting that. That's- it's something we we in America have um, a very interesting mindset. Uh, the Dalai Lama didn't understand poor self esteem when mm-hmm. someone spoke that up to him, because uh, and here we live in that, you know, yeah. uh, ads and and oh my goodness. Uh, Gosh, you know, uh, if you're not spending every every waking minute trying to make yourself beautiful and and fit, that you know you're you're not you're not that happy commercial on TV. So that was something he had to learn. And, and I remember reading a story about Mother Teresa, and I put this in my book. Um, she walked down the streets of New York, and she just looked into our faces, and she said, "It's much easier clothing the hungry and feeding the starving. I can't help the American." because of the desperation that she felt and saw in our faces. Wow. So yeah, that's, that, that was a real, oh my. And, it, and we are bombarded with uh, just our own domestication in our family, our culture, you know, um, uh, uh, everything. And then we have all the TV ads and uh, it's just way, I think, over the top for us. So we have to, we have to be 
turning. I think, I think always the key is awareness. Mm-hmm. What are we telling ourselves? Is that something really that we were born with? Of course not, because we're not born with any of these stories. Yeah. In the rooftops, you know, they were put into this precious little baby. Um, uh, you know, they, they try to, they, our first thing is we cry out and then the rest of our life we're, we're told to be quiet, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the socialization is so damaging in many, many ways. Um, and again, yours is different than mine. If I was raised in your family with the wiring I came in with, I would respond differently. If you yeah. were raised in my family, you would respond differently. So we have our hard wire that we come in with and we and then we get whatever we and i believe we choose our parents but that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) we get get whatever that that is now i have been and we talked about this i didn't want to i didn't choose to participate in in telling my story at first because i didn't think i had any because i have no real trauma you know Mm -hmm. and i thought i'm not what do i have to share uh mount catholic school that's another story i have a lot from that i think that that's uh, something but but um uh, people who have really have to uh, deal with a lot of heavy things um that's that is uh uh, where i i really think people might need a little more help than denise carey you know saying just pay attention to them because but still every story and uh, and to get serious here even the the worst ones can serve us can help Mm. us uh, uh, when we go beyond them to see really what what is my purpose here on life can i can i make this help others let's just say so um so even the, the serious terrible ones i mean i can't imagine the guys who went to to nam you know mm. what they come back with um and, and all of that but um uh, 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 most of us on many occasion end up being Tennessee Williams and get into the drama of the lighter, the lighter things, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I remember reading, is this going to, is this going to bother you in six months? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so it's the everyday things that make your everyday joys disappear. So again, it's, it's the awareness. And, and I have a, uh, a little story around that about you know if you've, i would rather ha- pick up my husband's underwear off the floor because it's in my room than complain about it you know <laughs> wow what a shift in perspective you know, but, but, and and it's it's really cute he told me not to tell any stories i'll tell him that i i, I told the story <laughs> is um he's a pitcher and a, and a, and a star athlete in, in high school so um my my hamper is a target you know, and um, I have to understand that he's actually aiming for it and trying to make a curveball and things. So just to add a little levity here, but uh, it's, uh, it's all, it's all, it's to me the everyday joys that make life worth living. And to look at things from that perspective is kind yeah, of it does. It does shift it. It does shift things when we, so you said the, is this going to bother me in six months? And I know that this is really morbid, but I'm curious, Denise, if you ever have this and might even be another one that's in your book. But um, sometimes I just think like, if I were going to leave tomorrow, like, would this matter? Right. There's sometimes Mm -hmm. that realization Mm -hmm. of like, what's most important right now. Good point. Right. Right. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. And the underwear on the the floor is probably not something that you'd care about. 
Yeah. Well, it's not, but that can cause great stress in a, yep. in a marriage, you know, Absolutely. or in any relationship. Yeah, yep. in any relationship. So, yeah. 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 The, the thing that is so, um, we're like that iceberg thing, you know, that, that most of our stories are subconscious. Yes. And, and how do you get at them? And I just think maybe it's you, when something affects you, it arises in you, that if you take that awareness thing, boy, the, the is the most important thing. If it, if it uh, pushes your button, that to me is a clue that that's coming from someplace else. Absolutely. That's a signal, right? It's a yeah, signal. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm again, I'm just learning this. Uh, and I thank, thank the universe that I have the ability to, um, and have the time rather and the calmness in my life to, to uh, be aware of that. But, you know, raising children, I didn't have any children and, and this is, uh, could be sad, but I, I, I'm cool with it. I didn't have any children because I was watching my um, siblings who are 10 and 13 years older than I raise their children and everything was screaming and yelling. And um, uh, um, my dad was very strict. My mom was incredibly creative and, and, and you could bring her a stick and she'd say, oh, darling, I love it. If I brought it to my dad, he'd say, oh, it's just a stick, you know, but, mm. but I had that balance. But my sister and brother never showed joy in raising their children. Mm. And I was afraid that I would continue that. And now I understand that I could have could have I could have changed and 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 you know but back at you know at 20 and, and 30 I didn't think I was able to mm. grant that so um I I chose not to have children because I was afraid I would perpetuate what do they call that that uh in a family yeah like passing on the legacy mm -hmm. or like the continuing legacy. the legacy that's yeah right. or know, the pattern I, yeah the pattern that's right to continue the pattern my brother yelled at his son at two years old for standing in front of the tv as if he smashed the tv like it was the end of the world mm. i went oh no i don't want to be like that you know so um uh, those patterns there thank you for the word are are kind of there because before we even know them um piaget i, I studied early childhood education too after my theater degree Piaget, um, um, in a book, said that there was this fellow who was in California. His mom was in on the East Coast. He was at a meeting, and suddenly he felt euphoric. He couldn't understand what this incredible, peaceful, joyful feeling was that came over him. Come to find out his mother had just died. Wow. So he, that bind that was gone and he felt the relief of whatever that connection was. And as we know, when the matriarch or the patriarch of a family goes, the family changes. And if you yeah. look back, it, it, it's just as different. So there is some kind of a deeper connection. And as babies, that's all we have is our feelings and senses. And we pick up on all those underlying um I don't know, energies, I guess, is the only word I can think of, uh, patterns mm -hmm. that are going on in the, in the family. Um, I had, uh, again, a, a little story here. My mom was a, a pianist going to go on tour, and my father didn't want her to. Imagine that after 10 years, I was born. Wink, wink, you know? Mm, yeah. yeah. I really feel, and again, it's just a feeling that I say, quote, save their marriage. But 
here's um, again um, i'm really bearing my soul here is i've tried to learn to play the piano my whole life and for some reason i get stuck mm. i think it's because i must feel guilty because i was born in my mom's career wow um, wow now uh my heart's pounding uh so i guess that's a good message that there's I, a that signal that. right there's yeah, a signal yeah, you just signal, hit on the yeah the iceberg underneath the water, right? <laughs> yeah, so I, I ask everyone who's listening to this call to pay attention to those signals, pay attention to those uh, aha moments um, that might come from you trying to figure out what what is, I don't like the word trigger personally, but what is triggering, mm -hmm. triggering those. And, you know, take a deep breath. And even if you have to come back to it, come back to what made made you react instead of respond uh, because there's so much beneath that um, uh, iceberg um, and, and to go with my book I, I think we can we can do a visualization for ourselves sometimes I, I picked a picture an iceberg and spend some time sending love to that image of yourself as an iceberg, change the colors, whatever, make it melt a little bit and, and get to the underneath the water and, and join into the beautiful ocean of uh, the deep part that's the part that's under the, the, the deepest, biggest part that's under the water and spend, you know, 15 minutes melting that, you know, and, and kind of just loving yourself. We, we, we don't look in the mirror and never say, oh, aren't you a beautiful creature? Mm -hmm. No. We, in my book, I talk about how we look at a sunset or a storm and see the beauty and the, and the, and the joy of, of the gray clouds coming in or the leaf on the ground. Yet, we don't do that to our own self. Mm -hmm. So, such a little thing to do is to appreciate your magnificence, which helped me write the book, a book called... Uh, um, uh, oh my goodness! Uh, uh, understand your magnificence. What, what is that book by that Andy Lutz? Oh, <laughs> manifesting magnificence. Manifesting your magnificence, uh, and it, it's there every day, every moment, and we don't give ourselves the credit. Just the way our body works, for goodness' sake. Mm -hmm. if, you know, if you're in, if you can walk, you're you're better off than so many other people. Appreciate yourself become aware of of what you're you're against and what you're is for you too so our stories our stories are not us most of the time and many times they can serve us even the bad ones then there's good ones and bad ones that are kind of a, a combination of, of of them but but I, I just ask all the listeners to um if you pass a mirror look in it and give yourself some credit. If, if you have to run your ID through something, take a moment and say, yes, I have a job. This is wonderful. And look mm -hmm. at look at the ID and say, yes, I, I'm, I'm doing something. You know, uh, pick, pick, a, pick something in your day that gives you joy. Um, I'm going to celebrate this when I'm done. And that was a big lesson I learned um, to celebrate your wins. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, another story. I took a 60-hour coaching course. We finished the course. The woman giving the course, her name is Dana Phillips, an incredible coach. She's on Facebook. Said, how are you going to celebrate, Denise? I had no answer. Mm -hmm. she, said, she said, are you still there? I said, <laughs> she said, yes, Dana, but I have no answer. I've never celebrated anything. 
in my life. Now, my stories, I have a million of them because I went to Catholic school. You were certainly not allowed. Everything went to <laughs> purgatory. But here I am. I think I was like 63 or so when I took that course. And I never, ever celebrated a win. My God. So um, I do that now. Uh, all the time, uh, if I do the vacuuming, I go and I do something for myself, have a cup of tea, step outside, take a breath, and it will change your life. So if I do anything for any of the callers, I'm going to pass along with Dana Toppy, is please pat yourself, physically pat yourself on the back. It doesn't have to be anything big, but when you have a win, the dopamine has to get reinforced in your brain. and do something for yourself. When I my book got published, I bought myself flowers. Ta-da! Never. And then when I actually got a copy in my hand, I bought myself perfume. Which, Aww. wait, there's a story there. My father, I was a preemie. I was in the hospital for a month. My father had to pay for me by the ounce. And his cuteness, which wasn't cute when I was growing up, would tell the story all the time. She's my perfume baby because she was in the hospital for the month. For a month, I had to pay for her by the ounce. Wow. To me, right, to me, he wasn't being cute. In my little brain, hmm. I cost him money. Yeah, you felt okay? like a burden. That's right, that's right. Mm. And I never wore perfume. I swear <gasps> to you, I never wow. wore perfume. Uh, my father-in-law bought me Chanel um, body lotion for Christmas and powder. I still have the powder from 1973, I think, because I never used it. Wink, wink, right? There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have it now as a wonderful keepsake because I thought it was charming often. Uh, anyway, um, I, but I bought myself perfume when I, I had the book in my hand. So, Oh, wow. So that's not only a celebration, but a healing. It was, and it was $63. Hello, at Sephora, it was real perfume, you know, uh, with notes and, and all that stuff that goes with perfume, which I didn't know. Um, so uh, we don't really know how they affect us, but they do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think we should ignore them. I don't think that we should hang on to them and be Tennessee Williams and add more drama around them. Um, because some of us identify with that drama. I understand that, um, mm -hmm. as I did with the perfume. I mean, you know, again, why I didn't want to tell these stories is they do sound, they could sound trite to someone who's been through real hell, but they all affect us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think no matter what level they are on the spectrum, there's, there's a hint of it, or like you just used, there's a note of it, like a perfume, right? That, that everyone can kind of relate to just that, yeah. just that story of a fear of being a burden, right? Yeah. That's such yeah. a story. And mm -hmm. it may be different how, you know, the trauma may be different, how the story was created, but it's, it's, it, the story was created nonetheless. And, and I appreciate all of your wisdom around trying to trying to heal that by awareness, um, your visualization of dissolving it, right? Um, shifting your perspective. It sounds like that's that's another one you often try to use is how can you how can you see it differently? Um, yeah, there's so many gems that you've you've shared in this. Uh, giving yourself love, dissolving it that right way, right? That is, the biggest, that is the biggest because they always say you can't 
give someone a drink from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. So we have to, we, we must, especially, I don't know how many women are on the call or men, but, but I, every, each sex has their own burden, let yes. us say, mm -hmm. with your gender and, and uh, uh, what society has, has done for us. Um, um, I, when I studied um, human sexuality, it, it's fascinating how different other cultures are. Uh, are wrapped around gender and all of that. So yeah. uh, we're again, America is is the bottom of the list of feeling good about our sexuality. By the that's way, that's right. Other countries. So, uh, but that's it, all wrapped up in in all the stories that we have. All that's the right. That's right. Wow, you're bringing the big ones: money, food, sex. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> we have big go. stories, and they all kind of can relate too, right? They all, you know. Yeah, affect one another. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I do just the, the the main thing is to love yourself and to celebrate all of those little wins you have during the day. So true. It'll change the the you know we have those trail. You probably have the technical term, but the trail of our synapses that keep forming our reticular activation system that. You know, if we bought a white car, suddenly my husband and I are seeing white cars everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you notice the good, you're going to notice more good. If That's you notice right. the love, you're going to notice more love. The language of love. There, there's a wonderful book out. Uh, 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 you notice how you are, your your mate is loving you, mm -hmm. not necessarily the way you might want, but they are loving you in their way and up to, uh, as what their stories tell them. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, so it's okay. You know, someone might not tell you I love you all the time, but darn, they'll go get the car in the rain no matter what. They'll, you know, so uh, it, there's there's every it's that awareness, awareness and self love, and celebrate your wins. I think, and and um, uh, even just uh, being aware of a story that's a win. That is, that is, that is, that is even just taking the time to listen to this. Is oh, a win. There you go. You, you give people a chance to celebrate my, my your cousin, you give them a chance to celebrate. That's right. And yeah. I think, you know, everyone can find all of these gems and more in, in your book. And I know you're so humble, but why not? Let's, let's share this and pass it on. It is a, it is a great book. Um, easy to read, uh, easy to apply and implement and people can, you can find it on Amazon. I'm going to put a link on everything that I promote around this podcast. And I strongly encourage people to, to check it out and, like I said in the beginning, it's, I think we need it now more than ever. Like yeah, you said, not true. only the desperation towards ourselves, but towards each other too. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I do celebrate uh, whenever I, I get a little report from Amazon. So I do celebrate when I see someone. Yay. I do, I do. Especially when it's like Europe. Oh my God. Japan. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, it, it, it's really interesting how, how, again, just the awareness of the, uh, it sounds so simple, but we just ignore our own happiness. We do. We do. Oh, my goodness. We could go on and on about that. We could. Couldn't we? we? Could. Thank you. Yes. We could. Um, we could. Well, I am so grateful, Denise, for this time and all that you shared and all that you also expressed about your your own life, that genuineness people will definitely be able to relate to. And I know it, it moved me as well. 
Well, thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You, you made me feel young, my girly girl. You made me feel young. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Denise. And um, again, everyone, you'll see the link and you'll be able to learn these ways of loving yourself and others in extraordinary ways. And may we leave with this one thing. Denise, how are you going to celebrate this podcast? I, I love it. I am going to go and actually sit in the sun. Uh, on my deck um, uh, just because you know the sun is so healing and purifying and it, I, I do a little uh, joining with, with the light so to speak because we are light we eat vegetables that were grown by the sun so we really are just light and um, that's I decided to do that this afternoon I usually sit in the shade you know but I, I feel the warmth of the, of the sun and get some on me that was my my little celebration and I'm, I'm dressed up a little so um maybe after that we'll uh, we'll do something oh i like that i like but anyway, that yeah the sun i already knew i knew i was going to do something filled with light so I love it. thank you for everything yes thank you denise and thank you everyone for listening <laughs> bye if you'd like to be a participant on illuminating the stories that bind us please fill out the form on jenniferhcarry.com. Jennifer would like to thank every single person that makes this possible, including all of the listeners. Because of you listening and sharing these stories, we may illuminate them and unbind the participants stuck in them. And to the participants, your courage and bravery makes this possible. Thank you. A million thank yous to Cassie Brooks Bowling and her team in making this mission come alive and keep it breathing. You can follow Jen at Jennifer H. Carey on Instagram and on Facebook at Jennifer H. Carey Counseling.